the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, contact and content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest, where we have a thousand dollar grand prize for first place. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app for last-minute tickets at the lowest guaranteed price. Plus, use promo code SGPN and get $20 off. Again, use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and now use the code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they just bet $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings with the code DGEN. I'm just about that action, boss. are back with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. Whoa, music didn't play. Here we go. Try it again. And there we go. We have the drop. It made it over to the NFL Gambling Podcast. You know, I'm sitting here. We're going to be talking about the NFC East today, giving a full betting preview of the NFC East this season, futures, all of that jazz. Going over to my co-host, you know, the man, the myth, the legend, Scott Studio, right, show. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Doing pretty well. Uh, I immediately have the urge to break down some WNBA games when hearing those drops, but we have some <laughs> NFL uh, divisions to talk about. So should be fun. I know we're going to break down two uh, at some point during this week, potentially two today. I'm not exactly sure, but at some point we're going to break down another division as well. But it should be fun. Looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I know you are because your favorite team's in this division. So it should be a pretty fun time. Oh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm locked in. I am laser focused to talking about this division and – Definitely trying to make sure that, you know, we put the New York football giants in a good light in this show. I have some takes. There's some takes you may agree with, some takes you might not agree with. Scott actually tried to uh, throw a little dig at us earlier on because he said, 
I was like, hey, man, let's let's get the odds for the division. He's like, yeah, I got them already. I was like, oh, appreciate it, Scott. And then he goes to say, yeah, I didn't put the Super Bowl odds up there because I just didn't think we need them. What? <laughs> Don't yeah, need much. the Super Bowl odds. All like, I know is that, uh, see, some of the banners that we have are already preset by Munaf and other hosts of the NFL show. So they had some teams that were, like, were really, really bad. Like, I'm looking at Texans odds, and it's like, Super Bowl. Plus I'm like, I think, I think we're good on that one, but I see what the commanders and the Cowboys, I know we're a meme because they never win any playoff games or anything important. So I'm just like, no, nah, I think I'm good. I think I'll just stick with the win total division and playoff odds. And if we need to mention any Super Bowl stuff, we can look that up separately, but I kept the main consistent odds on all the banners. You'll see them in a sec. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I let them slide on it. We we going definitely going to talk about Super Bowl odds, but this is a division in 2022 was arguably one of the best divisions in football. We had three teams come out of our, it almost was four. Like there was yeah. a chance where the Commanders were going to make the playoffs too, and we almost had all four teams in the playoffs. So Eagles, Cowboys, and Giants. Cowboys and Giants do claim two of the three wild cards in the NFC. Eagles ultimately ended up finishing as, I believe, the number one seed, winning the division, going on to the Super Bowl. And the Commanders were eight, what was it, eight, nine, and one? No, seven, nine, and one. Or I don't know, whatever. They had, they had, they had tie against the Giants because Goodell yeah. missed the field goal at the end of overtime. Yeah, oh my gosh. Terrible game there. But Looking from last year to this year, has ha, has really anything fallen off from these teams, or should these should this division again be probably one of the best in football? I mean, everybody doesn't put three teams into the playoffs. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, you're, the, then again, you also look at the NFC, and even though you can make an argument that maybe this division is not going to be as good record wise as it was last year. A lot of people acknowledge the AFC is the much better conference. So if you want to use that type of way to break it down, Aaron Rodgers no longer in Green Bay. I know they missed the playoffs last year. The Lions have expectations, which is something that they have not had in a long time, and they've not lived up to any expectations in a long time as well. Minnesota won every close game last year. They might regress. The Rams are still really bad based on roster. The Seahawks should still be good. The Niners should still be good, but they don't have a quarterback at the moment because it seems like they have a con- they have a controversy there between two or even three guys in San Francisco. They should still be a playoff team, but you know my point. There's really not many elite teams in the NFC. You can argue Philly if you want to make that argument because they did represent the NFC last year, but I think it's somewhat realistic to expect, once again, maybe three playoff teams in this division if you do like the Giants, because the NFC is significantly weaker than the AFC. I mean, there's going to be a conversation if the Falcons or the Panthers or if the NFC South can get two teams in. And that division sucks, because once again, there might be a bunch of free wins in that division. It's a weak conference. So I feel that definitely helps the chances of getting three NFC East teams in once again. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I think that just around the board in NFC, a lot of the other teams are down. And I mean, we saw it the first year. Like you remember the first year they went to seven teams. Who was the seventh team in NFC? Chicago Bears at eight and eight. Yeah. So uh, I think that was the year they lost to the Saints, right? Yep. And they almost won that game. <laughs> they like I think that that was a competitive game. So I don't think it was. I think I think that oh, was when Trubisky won the MVP, the first ever Nickelodeon valuable player award. 
because they had one garbage time touchdown at the end of the game. I don't think that game was close at all. Was that but... the was that the uh, was that the MVP game? That was I think it was. Game. From what I remember, Jimmy Graham caught a touchdown at the buzzer and just walked off the off the field because they lost by like twelve points. <laughs> like, oh, they might have covered, but uh, yeah, the Bears were not really close in that game. Either way, uh, we have here. And before we get to actual breaking down the NFC East, got to talk to you about DraftKings because you've waited all year and now it's here. I can't wait for Saturday. Like when I say I am excited, we're shaking the table around here, people, because college football is back. Traditions, tailgates, you have all this other stuff. You got the food, you got the environment, you got screaming fans yelling down. You got Ireland. You have Ireland. You guys know I'm 10% Irish, actually. It's pretty funny. Didn't really? Know. Yeah, I, I I didn't know either. <laughs> I didn't know either. So but how do you it's figure like, that out? You did like, uh, like Ancestry.com? 23 and me. I think it's like, it says like Northern. It's like, Are I don't you know, Nordic? something with Irish and something Northern. I don't know. I got to, now I got to go Alcoholic? look up the 23. I don't know. What are you going for? I'm, I'm going to go look up the 23 me thing again and get the answer for real. But it's something, it's something about Irish in there. I swear. Because I was looking at it. I was like, what? But either way, back to what we're saying. Yes, we have Ireland people. Navy, Notre Dame, Ireland, week zero is here. And guess what? You can bet it all on DraftKings because you can get a $200 bonus, $200 in bonus bets instantly when you just bet $5 on college football. That's it. $5 college football bet, $200 in bonus bets instantly. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use code DGEN. New customers can score 200000 I'm so, oh my gosh, $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DGEN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope There's a lot of numbers. Yeah, it's a whole lot of numbers in there. You got the West Virginia number. You got, make sure you guys know. Gamble responsibly. Terms and conditions apply at DraftKings.com slash football terms. You have any college football action yet? Um, man, I'm thinking I'm I'm really sitting here debating. So I'm though I'm playing UTEP minus one on the road. Really? Uh, I thought about Jacksonville State there just because I thought that line was very, very sketchy for a newly promoted team. Yeah, but so what the it's a it's a betting trend and it's like conference Fit, like conference opponents in the first game, like the home opener, always take the road team. I think they're like some the home op- team on the, the home team, whatever it is. I can't even speak. I thought it was home a weird spot because it, like it is going to be the 40%. first home game as an FBS school for Jacksonville State, so the crowd might be a little bit more amped for that one. We'll see. I, I, I don't know. I think it, I think it could go. It could work against them as well. Like it could. They, they made the jump, and you might not be ready right off the bat. I don't know. I'm rolling with I'm rolling with UTEP. That's Play number one, trying to decide if I'm getting down on Navy plus 20 and a half. But I am considering going to one of these games. And when I do decide to go there, I am going to use the game time app because I can sit here and buy tickets. I don't have to be stressed out and trying to figure out, oh, man, what I'm going to do, go out to the stadium and trying to catch somebody selling tickets at tailgate. No, I can just log into the game time app and I'm getting the lowest price tickets, last minute tickets right there super easy to whatever i want to go to so if i want to go see and sweat the jacksonville state game 
and or I want to go sweat the Jackson State game, or I want to go all the way to Ireland. I can use the game time app, and I can sit there, and I can get whatever tickets I want here on the game time app, gametime.co. Make sure that it, just check your area. Check your area and see what you have going on because it's not just sports. You have concerts. You have comedy events. You have all of this stuff on the game time app. Download the game time app and create an account. Use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create account and redeem code SGPN for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's get to it. Start from the bottom. Starting from the bottom, we have first team up: the Washington Commanders, who this year have an over under of six and a half wins, minus one twenty to the under. 16 to 1 to win the division, 3 to 1 to make the playoffs. We talk about we talked about what they did last year. They did finish last in this division, but again, it was a ultra competitive division and unfortunately the Giants were going to make it. So, I mean, somebody else had to lose and it wasn't going to be us. So, unfortunately it had to be them. And they finished 8-8 eight, eight, and 1. So, another 8-8 eight, eight season here. 500 season for the Commanders. They do lose their starting quarterback from last year. Well, all of their starting Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they lost both. <laughs> yeah, so no Carson Wentz, no Taylor Heineke. You bring in uh, Sam Howell, who was actually in his second year in the league here. So he finally well, he started got- the Cowboy game last year at the way in. Yeah, which they won. yeah. so he, yeah, second year in the league, got one start under his belt. He has been announced as the starting quarterback this season. They go in, they draft first uh, first round pick cornerback Emmanuel Forbes, who has been doing really good in practice, from what I hear. So, uh, very interested to see how he plays. First round pick out of Mississippi State. You bring in Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator from the Chiefs to sit here. One, he gets his opportunity to try to make another offense and say that it's not being carried by Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes or anything else like that. So, there is a new offense in place, and you have Ron Rivera, who is back. And potentially sandbagging his offensive coordinator already. I mean, potentially, I potentially. Uh, wow, that, that's <laughs> the word I'm not expected to use there. I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know what his purpose of saying what all he said was, but I also, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Either way, if I look here and I started, I actually met these guys uh, who were. Um, a data analytics company at FSGA, and they're they're really cool. Feral Analytics uh, at Feral Analytics. Make sure you guys check them out. But they their data, whatever supercomputer, I don't understand none of that it's stuff. Projections but projections or models or something. Yeah, they do models and all that. I don't really get it hundred percent of the time. But what I do know is that they placed in Circa, and they placed pretty high in Circa. So I said, hey, just send me, you know, what you got. I'm very curious on what it is and what your model says. And so they sent me the model for the NFC East and they have this number for the commanders right there at their win total, six and a half. So six and a half supercomputer says, I don't really know what to make of that because the win total is six and a half. So Scott, I'm going to throw it over to you first. What do you like here about the commanders this upcoming season? And how do you see this six and a half win total playing out? What do I like about them? Dan Snyder's not the owner anymore. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah, counts something count. to like about the team. At least they're moving past him. But I'm going to lean to the under. I think you'd agree, though, that even if the number is right at the win total based on the projections, this team should be in last place. Correct? Yeah, pretty much. 
So I'm going to go with the under. Like, I just think that there's not many, there's not enough free wins in division. And I'm not sure if Sam Howell's an NFL quarterback. The Cowboys game from last year, I remember him being okay, but Dak turned the ball over three times. There was like a pick six in there, and the Cowboys just kind of no showed that game right before the playoffs. So I didn't think Howell actually did anything in that game, but they won anyway. Brissett's the backup quarterback. That was one of the offseason moves that they made, which is definitely a sign that, what, he's going to take over in like week nine if Hal gets injured. Feels like Brissett's always starting a couple games per season. But this might be a bit of a hot take, but I'm going to ask you, since they brought him the enemy and paid him a decent amount of money to actually come in as the offensive coordinator and to arguably be the head coach in waiting, do we agree Rivera's getting fired midseason? I'm getting serious Rivera-fired vibes which is why he's already creating some turmoil between him and the enemy. Uh, I, I don't think I a hundred percent see that, but I can understand because now you have new ownership and they want their guys. They're going to want their guys. They're going to want to make a splash. And so they already made, the I splash. could see he's it. Just, he's just, I think he's just a coordinator at the moment. Yeah, no, but what but what I'm saying is is that if like if things are not going well and we kind of predict things are not going to go well, you you say six and a half. The supercomputer says six and a half. I I, I think it's around this number too. I just don't know if I'm going over or under just yet because I think it's really close. I think they can be a seven win club and not make the playoffs and be last place in this division. But I'm gonna lean under personally. Uh, just Here's looking the, at the moves they made this offseason, I think Forbes is gonna be a very good corner. I liked him a lot of Mississippi State, but I don't know if Hal's any good. They're, the, they're projected to be a last place team. I don't know if their quarterback can actually be in the NFL uh, as a starter, so I'm gonna have to wait and see that. But I'm gonna lean under. I, I think this team probably wins five or six games. I also have to wonder about tanking. At some point, if this team is well out of the playoff picture, are they going to? maybe pull the plug on some people, you know, so you have some injuries and you don't rush the guys back and they maybe roll over at the end of the season. On the other hand, Rivera might be coaching for his job. So maybe he will not agree to roll over and they're still going to try in December, but I could see this going a couple of ways, but all I know is with Caleb Williams and Drake may potentially being in the NFL drafts for the upcoming year, it would not shock me if the new ownership encourages the commanders to lose some games because they might get a franchise-saving quarterback in the offseason. Yeah, and that's really my thing. It's on the defense for me. I think the offense actually can be okay. Like, I think they have a good scheme. I if think Howell's that Howell's decent, not terrible. But I got to see. He has just so many weapons. Like, yeah. it, it, at this point, you have to, like, if you're decent, you can look really good. And if you're bad, you can still look pretty decent, like, in the offense. Skill position-wise, like, they got some players. Yeah, they got a lot of talent there. And I think offensively, they'll be fine. It's just, will they give up the amount of points that they – score and that's going to be the issue for me is the defense going to continue because if the defense isn't good Rivera's out of there like very quickly and I can I can see it like and that's why I think I'm going to go under I was going to go over but I think I'm going to go under just because of the fact of what you said the quarterback talent that's coming up in that next class and if Howell really isn't the guy well man isn't this a great time to go ahead and go get your quarterback when you got what three people they're talking about in potential Heisman category and going in the first round already you can replace him with another North Carolina quarterback and Drake man that would be a terrible idea. Stop drafting North North Carolina quarterbacks. I, I wouldn't do it. I mean, yeah. I think Caleb Williams is clearly the best quarterback in the upcoming class, but that's a separate story. Yeah, don't don't draft any more North Carolina quarterbacks, guys. I, I get how fun they look now, but we've learned our lesson with this, and we potentially could be learning our lesson again this year. All right, so it looks like we're not buying in on the 16-1 to to win the division, 3-1 to to make the playoffs. And no Super Bowl odds because I don't care. It's not happening, so I'm not going to bother.
It if you want to bet on them to win the Super Bowl, we can set up like a Venmo page and you can just send us the money instead because you're just going to waste it. Actually, yeah. no, use yeah. the money to sign up for the Patreon. Yeah, do that. Use the money that you were going to use to bet on the commanders to win the Super Bowl to sign up for our Patreon. Way to go. What a company man. What a company man. There you go. That Scott Rice show. All right. Uh, let's see That's here. That's a spot for you to plug in an ad read if you want to get that out of the way too. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, definitely is. And as I'm, I'm looking for one odd, but nah, they're going to get a win because they're going to beat the Cardinals week one. Never mind. All right, we're not doing 0 and 7. They should. I'm not sure. It's a I mean, the commander, I mean the, the Cardinals are one of the only teams that have a win total below the commanders. You got the Texans in there and a couple other bad teams, but I mean, damn, man, you're going to. I mean, if, if I told you the commanders went 1 in 5 in division. Would you be shocked? No. It's a really tough division. I don't see yeah. any free wins there. <sighs> they might find yeah. a way to steal one in there, maybe two and four, but like I they're gonna lose they're, they're gonna have a losing record in division. So I, I can't have faith in them to go over the number. All right. Yeah, just use that money to sign up for the Patreon, man. <laughs> yeah, <pretty laughs> for, honestly, like this I, I can't I can't I, I, I think that they're gonna but the thing is I don't think that they're going to be terrible. Don't think they're going to be like into the world terrible, but we do yeah, not think that. they're going to make the playoffs. I think that you have a better chance of using that money to sign up for the Patreon and trying to win first place in our NFL win totals contest than expecting at the end of the season for the commanders have made the playoffs. $1,000 first place prize. Just saying. I think that's a better return on investment than any futures bet you would put on the Washington Commanders. So you should do that. Plus, we also have a whole bunch of uh, recorded stories. The first Sports Gambling Podcast story that has been recorded is going to be for the Patreons Chronicle, the birth of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and just how we became a network. So that's what Sean and Ryan definitely can't wait for you guys to check that out. Discord channel, all this other stuff. Great way to fight back against corporate gambling. Support us, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon and sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Oh, man, I can't wait to – you guys got to be a Malcolm Map to have an episode, which is which is be hilarious because I don't think me and Malcolm – me and Malcolm have never been on anything together. Are you going to get along, though? He's British, you're Irish. Is there a clash there? Yeah, I think there's a, I think there is a clash there, but you know, we've been very intru- like inclusive of our relationship thus far. Okay. And so I don't think but he doesn't know. I don't think he knows that I'm like 100th, one in 100th Irish. Okay. <laughs> and so uh I, I maybe when I tell him that kind of breaks our little bromance that we got going on, but we've got a lot of stories from Vegas to tell. From our experience in Vegas together with me and Malcolm just run, just imagine me and Malcolm running around Vegas gambling doing a whole bunch of stuff i'm pretty sure you're running around to different casinos just to play craps yeah pretty much yeah that's what Uh, i can say or if the uh if the uh, blackjack table is cold i'll go somewhere else to play blackjack as well but man we was on the blackjack table and i had a crazy oh yeah i can't even tell that story i gotta save it i gotta save it for the patreon because it was a crazy blackjack story that we had and I, i gotta tell it to patreon all right Underdog Fantasy. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. NFL season's around the corner. NFL Pick'em is a great way to get down on your favorite over-under picks. And you can support by, look, we have a promo code. You can go and you can, if you go, use it for, what is it called? Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $3 million. Look, that, that is super easy. So 
promo code SGPN, you can support us and you can have a chance to win $3 million or you can just go play a pick them. You can hop in one of their higher, lower contests and you can pick players, pick their prop and you can go higher, lower if they're going to make it or not. Put your money into a contest, bada bang, bada boom, and you can cash. Uh, let's see here. We're talking about the commanders. I, I'll just go ahead and say this. Even though I think Sam Howell may not be that guy, like he really may not be that guy. I think they're going to be behind in a lot of games. I think they're going to be throwing to keep up. And I think that, that he's going to, you know, cook in garbage time. Like he may be a very, very excellent garbage time quarterback. And he's pretty durable, to be honest. So give me an over on Sam Howell's season-long passing yards. That is one underdog pick them for you. So head over to Underdog Fantasy. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That is underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right. Let's get to the best team in this division. The New York Football Giants with a win total of 7.5. How disrespectful. Minus 120 to the under. Even more disrespectful. Plus 850 to win the division. That's just cheating. Plus 160 to make the playoffs. Didn't they do that last year? Man, oh man, oh man. What can I say? We have year two of Coach of the Year, Brian Dable, and his offense. They were able to retain both coordinators who both got a bunch of interviews for the job, probably distracted us from our playoff run a little bit because they were both kept getting interviews for jobs and jobs and jobs because they were both so freaking good. Yes, very much we did. Because we were so freaking good. So now we have year two. Daniel Jones has the same, a good coordinator, a good coach. For the second year in the offense, they go in the offseason and they turn Kadarius Toney, who they traded midseason for a third-round pick, they turned him into Darren Waller. And people don't even know this guy's name. Quarterback Trey Hawkins in the sixth round out of – come on now. You know he's a Norfolk guy. Old Dominion University who is battling for a starting spot. I don't know what that means for the defense. But he's battling for a starting spot to be on the other side of Adoree Jackson and Deontay Banks. Oh man, he's that, and that kid's making plays, yo. Like he's really making plays out there. So I'm a big Deontay Banks guy out of Maryland. So yeah, Deontay Banks, he's a dog too. So it's like you bring in Deontay Banks as well. You draft Jalen Hyatt in the third round. This this could be a really really good draft. Like this draft is giving me 2007 Giants draft where they. Go I still can't believe Hyatt went to the third round. He didn't he win the Bulletnikoff? Like he won yeah. best college receiver. How did he fall yep. to the third round? Uh, you know I don't. It's like he's undersized, yeah, but he's fast as hell. Like I, I you need, like I, he's clearly going to be able to crack a roster and make some big plays. Joe Shane knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. So you bring in all this talent, and I was comparing it to the 2007 draft class that had Aaron Ross. Shout out to Aaron Ross that had Ahmad Bradshaw in there. Was OC in uh, that one? No, 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 no. He was, no, already the, on the he was not in that uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Boss was okay. on that team. He re- he replaced Jeremy Shockey mid year, so it was like it was like three. Who who def- who else? Def- it was somebody else defensively that I'm not thinking of right now. It was like four guys that were playing significant minutes for us in the Super Bowl that year and actually helped us get to the Super Bowl. This reminds me of that class, and I hope they have the same level of production and kind of career. So 
I mean, everybody knows what I'm going to do. Everybody knows what I'm going to say. Scott, what is your take on this New York Giants team that's looking to put it together for the second straight year under Brian Dable? I'll say this. I think the 9-7-1 and one record was a little bit, I don't want to say fluky, but their schedule was pretty weak. Now, luckily for the Giants, despite going 9-7-1, and one, they were still a third-place team. So their schedule does not get much more difficult because of the fact that the Eagles and the Cowboys still had better records, which is going to help out the Giants. But I am going to say this. You will know if you cash the win total in the first six weeks of the season because their first couple of games are extremely, extremely tough. They play the Cowboys in week one, which is never easy. I know the Cowboys have kind of owned the Giants lately, but still, it's in MetLife. Yeah. That can be a bit tricky. They play the Cardinals. That should be an easy win. I mean, the Cardinals are going to be a terrible football team. At San Francisco, at home against Seattle, at Miami, at Buffalo. That's a really, really tough start to the schedule. I think the Giants might start off 1-5. and five. Now, they can still go over after that because their schedule does get easier from that point forward. But I do love their offseason. I like a lot of what they did. Now, I would not have paid Daniel Jones all that money, but, you know, that is what it is. He showed that he can be a game manager who can win you a playoff game. A Super Bowl, probably not. Contracts are fake. Just saying. Uh, NFL money's fake. I don't know what – I still don't know what Taysom Hill's getting paid. But still, uh, you're looking at the actual uh, draft picks. We mentioned Deontay Banks. We mentioned Hyatt. I thought Eric Gray was pretty good at, o- at Oklahoma. He can be a pretty solid backup running back to Barkley. Uh, you're looking at the other receivers they picked up. They got Campbell, who's been injured all the time when he was with Indianapolis, but he's got some speed. Jameson Crowder, who might be washed, but we'll see how he does. Waller was a big acquisition via trade. Once again, we'll see if he stays healthy. They made some moves, and they got rid of Kenny Galladay. They got rid of Richie James. James, I didn't mind, but Galladay, we know, was a waste of space last year. I like their overall moves, keeping the coordinators help. But I do think, once again, this will be a very close to the total team. I think they're going to finish with either eight or nine wins. I'm going to lean under. I can see them beating Seattle in MetLife. Like, there are a couple of those games that I think they could win early in the year. If they start off, like, two and four, the media in New York's going to panic. I think the Giants should actually be kind of optimistic because, once again, that's a really tough opening six weeks. But I like their offseason. You can, you can get the over seven and a half at around even money. I could see this team being an eight and nine team, maybe a nine and eight team. I'm going to lean to the over. Yeah, I'm definitely. I know you're a lot higher on them than I am, but I could, I think eight and nine is a realistic floor for this team, in my opinion. No, that's and that's where I have them. I have them as a nine, ten win team. I think that we're better. We're a little bit closer to ten than we are to nine. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is a tough start of the season. You're sitting here and you're looking at it, and their first what is this first six games? Five of them are against playoff teams last year. So that that that's brutal. Nobody wants to start the season like that. They start the season on the road for four of those six games. So uh, that's also a brutal spot. Like they have two back-to-back road spots in the first six weeks. Like terrible, terrible scheduling spot for the Giants in that aspect. But I think I've. I mean, we've seen it last year with this with this group and with this coaching. They they might have one of the best coaches in the league. Like Dable might submit himself as one of the best coaches in the league with this stretch here. If they come out on top, absolutely. Like if they come out with a winning record after the first six weeks, then absolutely. If definitely. they have a winning record in the first six weeks, they're winning ten they're winning ten plus games. Like I don't think that's gonna happen, but if they start off well, you're cashing this win total pretty easily. I mean the Cowboys game can go either way. I don't really know. We always get our we always get whooped by the Cowboys, but you know what I say when something happens repeatedly, 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 which just means we're due. 
It just means we're due. So we could be due for a win against the Cowboys and against the Cardinals. That could the commander you games are weird, too. I think you're probably going to sweep the Commanders, if I had to guess. But if you can go through the schedule, once again, it is pretty difficult. The Jets are on the schedule. I'm assuming the Jets will win that one, but I don't know. We'll see. But I'll give them the Cardinals, which is one. I'll give them Seattle at home. Uh, Seattle, historically, has not exactly done well traveling to the East Coast. Uh, most West Coast teams don't. So I can see the Giants winning that one. Can they go to Miami and win? Maybe. We'll see. But I got them sweeping the Commanders. I think they'll beat the Raiders. I think they'll beat New England. And I think they're going to beat the Rams at the end of the year. They could beat the Saints in theory. I think the Saints might be a good record team because of how bad the division is. But I still am not sold on Dennis Allen as a coach. Once again, I see him around eight or nine, but seven and a half over at around even money just feels a little bit disrespectful. I'll lean over because I do think Dable's a really good coach who might steal you a couple of games. Yeah, I, I think we'll get the Patriots. I think that the Bills could potentially be a win there. Like the Gi- they could lose to the Dolphins looking ahead to the Bills, go get a – and it's a Sunday night game, plus seven on a Sunday night. That's an automatic. Giants are going to – I think you're more likely cover. to beat Miami than Buffalo, but you get my point, especially if two is potentially injured by then. We don't know. So I think the Giants See, take but- that one. That's what you got to think outward that revenge. They're going to be so locked into that Buffalo game. I've already chopped that Buffalo game up as a W. They're going to be so locked into that game. It's the, it's the battle of New York. These are the two best teams in New York. They're going to, they're going to get that win. Oh, I disagree time. with you there. I think the jets are better than the giants, but still uh, no two best teams in New York. Very much so. Well, it's okay. Two weeks after that, we'll prove that you know okay, we we'll can beat both New York teams in two in a three week span. So good, good luck with that one. I, I don't think you're beating Buffalo personally. I think I think Buffalo is going to beat you, but we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, we get the. I, I don't know how the breakdown is. This so season. for me, I'm going to lean over on wins. Playoffs are very tricky. No, I'm not picking division. Like I don't think that they're going to win the division. Uh, but 160 is re- that really just feels right. Like I, they won nine games last year. They got in as one of the last wild card spots. But do I think they're going to get in again? I think I'm going to lean no to the playoffs. I think I really have them at like eight and nine. I have them around there, but I I feel like that's where I'm at with this. I know you're going to take them to win everything, so you can just get yeah. out of the way. I mean, I mean, it is the only value of the spot, and I didn't even get to talk about what the supercomputer said about the New York Giants. Uh, so if we go to again, does shout it use to decimals guys. or it goes by full number, half number? Nah, it, it has. Uh, well, hold on, let me tell you. I actually lost the. Because I, I want to guess once you pull it up. If they have like decimals, I'll guess. No, they're half numbers. Oh, they are. I'm gonna go with eight point five. Good job, great job. The supercomputer has a slated for eight point five decimals, but they'll give you the half. All right. They have a slated for. T- 8.5 second in the NFC East actually. Okay. So, uh, it I don't I don't know. You 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 might be you might be surprised by what the supercomputer says about the rest of the NFC East, but uh, 8.5 they have a slotted as second. So, very much so very high higher on the Newport on the New York Giants than they are on the Washington Commanders. But again, nobody's won this division back to back since in 20 years. 20 it's a years. Long time. Yeah, it's, it's a very so, long time. So, it just it's just behooves me to get the team that was third place last year and one, one of games. two other options and take them to win the division at plus eight fifty. And this like if we just take the Eagles out of it, you sit there and you say commanders have no shot. I can get a plus price on the Cowboys and I can get a plus eight fifty on the Giants, and those are the two logical options. I mean, of course I'm gonna take a flyer on the Giants to win the division at plus eight fifty. Absolutely. So 
yeah, I, I think that you should have a Giants win division ticket in your pocket. There's another bet that I will make on DraftKings. I'll talk about that after we talk about the Cowboys because they have a win total of 10 and a half, minus 135 to the under, plus 190 to win the division, minus 230 to make the playoffs. Yuck. All right, <laughs> quote unquote America's team supercomputer. What you think? I assume the computer, computer would be has? low on Dallas. I mean, you already spoiled it by saying the Giants have the second highest win total. I was going to guess eight for the supercomputer, just like a flat eight. The supercomputer has the Cowboys at eleven and a half. Oh, so they have the Eagles in third. They have the supercomputer has the Eagles in third. The Cowboys wow, I did not see that. Seven and a half. Wow, I, I thought it was going to be Dallas. First I was place wrong in the division at eleven okay. and a half for the supercomputer. They are high on the Cowboys. Okay. Well, wow. we'll start off with the offseason moves and go from there. Yeah. So if you look at the offseason, they do fire, let go, fire. They always be trying to. Whenever it's they guy, they always be trying to change the words of. Oh, now we let them go. We, yeah, we Kellen Moore is no longer employed. He'll be the Chargers coach by week eight. Yeah, he, he's right. he's no longer here. Like he's no, you fired he's the future him. Chargers head Maybe coach. Maybe trying not to say okay. fired so Fine. bad. Yeah. Like we let go Kellen Moore. We don't care. So he's over there with the Chargers. Probably be the Chargers coach by week three. And uh, <laughs> I said week and, eight. You get the point. Yeah, there you go. And so now you who? Oh, it's the guy from Jacksonville, isn't it? I mean, in theory, it's kind of a mix between Schottenheimer and McCarthy. I think McCarthy might be calling plays, so there's some type of combo coordinator situation. Okay, we don't know who their offensive coordinator much. is. Uh, you have Micah Parsons coming back, who is playing exclusively on the defensive line. That's uh, very, very big. He, so he is pass rushing every single down. As he should. Yeah, as he should. Potential you know, defensive player of the year there. So the defense is going to be better there. They bring in... I mean, who did they bring in? Like Brandon Cooks. Yeah, like okay, so I guess Gilmore. Yeah, so I guess you could talk about those guys. Like Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore, Truth is, I'm not as familiar with how Gilmore did on the Colts because that team was too painful to watch. I think Gilmore was decent. He's he not was as good okay. as he used to be, but he's fine. Yeah, of course. He's not he was not as good as he used to yeah, be. He's but he fine, was okay. though. Like he's a decent cornerback two, cornerback three kind of guy. Yeah, he's not gonna I don't think that now he can go toe to toe with like the best of the best in the league, like your Justin Jefferson and Jamar yeah. Chase. But he can he can D up some he can still D up. Some and wide receiver you, two, so he can have some good games, stuff like that. Tony Pollard recently did get injured in training camp and so He's slated to be the number one back still. No Ezekiel Elliott, as Ezekiel Elliott is now signed with the Patriots that he just did. And Deuce Vaughn is making a play for the backup running back job, it sounds like. So that could be a thing as well. Other than that. The offensive line did get some changeover, and they lost Dalton Schultz. Schultz is a big loss. I think he's actually a pretty good tight end. Uh, but you're looking at McGovern, who's not there anymore. They signed Jason Peters, the old lineman, a middle of last season who's actually decent in some jumbo packages. Uh, besides that, though, Anthony Brown's gone. Brett Maher, who couldn't make an extra point in the year, is no longer on the team. So, for the most part, they kind of rearranged some chairs. Uh, the early draft pick, the third-round pick, and Overshawn towards ACL, I believe, uh, earlier this week. He's out for the year. Yeah, yeah, he so. is. That's a, that's a brutal loss because he that's a baller right there. And then mm-hmm. Luke Schoonmaker, 
comes over as well, I believe, from Michigan. Tight end from say, Michigan. He's either from Michigan or Minnesota. Yeah, it's Michigan. Okay. And so he comes over and in the draft and gives them another tight end threat after losing Schultz. But so we're going to be watching out for him this season. He could actually be like a first touchdown kind of guy. Could be interested mm-hmm. in that. But Schultz always was the first touchdown guy. So you just got to pick the other tight end. Yep. All right. I mean, I'll let you go first. You're on the super commute. You're. I'm assuming you're on the. I'm assuming you're going to lean to the under, but now the supercomputer loves the over. So yeah, the super com- supercomputer does love the over, but I, I what what do I look like taking an over with the Dallas Cowboys here? And I, it's not like I think that they're going to be far off. Like I said, I think the Cowboys are going to have a chance to win the division. I think it's going to come down to ten wins. That's ultimately where where I'm kind of sitting this at. I think it comes down to ten wins. Do they get over ten? And I just don't think they do. I think they fall short. Right there at 10, Cowboys do the Cowboy thing. And it's really, like, I think the defense is better, but I just don't know how you can get behind Dak in this offense, especially if it is, like, whether it's McCartney, whether it's whatever his freaking name is, the guy that got hired by freaking Urban Meyer and everybody wanted to get him fired, and didn't he get fired, like, a week later? Uh, Yeah, give or take. Yeah, so, like, I – he brought the stench of Urban Meyer to that offense. Like, that's what he did. He brought Urban Meyer's stench to that offense. They're going to be over there kicking, kicking kickers, kicking kickers. And, you know, I I just – I look at their schedule, and their schedule's – I mean, it's it's just as hard. Like, you sit here, you got to go on the road. It's not a fun first, like, six or seven games. It's, It's not great. Yeah, you welcome the Jets into town, and we'll see how that goes. But they also do get the Cardinals in Arizona. I was going to say, I'll read off the first couple games they did it with the Giants. At Giants, home against Jets, at Cardinals versus Patriots, at 49ers, at Chargers versus Rams, at Eagles versus Giants. Yeah, so. That's not great. Now, there's some winnable games in there, but that's still not easy by any means. It's nothing that's saying that they're running away with – their win total like they, it's gonna come down to the end it's gonna come down to the end and when you look at the back half of the season i mean you welcome the lions you go on the road to you have a back-to-back road set with the dolphins and the bills so the in december Eagles at bills at dolphins versus lions at commanders to end and the that's year. the stretch that's also right not there. great that's the stretch right there the stretch the stretch from christmas i'm not christmas but from thanksgiving after thanksgiving having Seahawks, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions. That's the stretch right there that's going to make or break them in this win total right there. They're going to have to come out on top during that stretch right there to have a shot of getting to 11. Like, it's not like we're sitting yeah. here saying that they're being a 500 team. No, we have them as over a 500 team, but it's the fact that they have to get to 11. That's a hard number to get to. And I'm really surprised the supercomputer has them getting there so easily, but I'm fading the supercomputer here. Let's go with the Dallas Cowboys. Under 10 and a half. I think they come short, right short at 10. Whoa, that's a pause there. But I think they are short at 10 wins. Still have a chance to win the division. I do think 10 or so, 11 or so wins can win the division. And here's the bet. DraftKings Sportsbook has a future that you can place top two of the NFC East in any order. Doesn't matter which two teams, top two NFC East. You can play the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants for 10 to 1 odds. So just completely so fading the Eagles and back in the supercomputer. Very much so. And and it's the fact of you're just going with how has the NFC East done this for 
ever. Physically, you don't have years. back-to-back yeah. champions. Like you don't have back-to-back champions. It doesn't happen. Somebody always comes out of nowhere, and I just don't think it's going to be the uh, Eagles. I, yeah, I mean the Commanders. I don't think it's going to be oh, the Commanders sorry. at all. So if I just sit here and fade the Eagles, of hey, they had their great year. Everybody in the NFC East retooled. They got better. They said we're going to come back here and get it done. All right, it's actually eleven to one odds. I'm sorry, and so. Fading commanders saying that the Eagles are just not going to get the bump for whatever reason. It always happens for 20 straight years. It has happened. So they're just not going to get the bump for whatever reason. There's a good chance that it could be Cowboys one giants too. So why not? Let's take the chance. 11 to one is a pretty decent price for that. For the sake of the uh, props or numbers that I have listed in the banner, I think they'll make the playoffs. So I'm not going to lay 230, but I'm not going to take miss. I think, I think they'll get in by season's end. I think they're good enough to make the playoffs. Division at 190, I don't think that's juicy enough for me. I was kind of hoping it'd be around like 230, 240, and it's not. So I think I'm going to stay away from that too. I am going to lean under on the wins. I see this team winning nine or ten games. I I feel like the schedule is pretty difficult. I know Dak made some offseason promises that he was not going to throw interceptions. He's going to throw interceptions. It's it's just going to happen. It's how he plays the game. But I still have questions on the Schottenheimer and – McCarthy dynamic with play calling. So I am curious if that's going to work itself out. The defense was fine last year. The secondary could use some work. So we're going to see how they do. Maybe Gilmore can fix that. Maybe he can't. We'll see. I'm going to lean under. That schedule is pretty tough. And there's a lot of really difficult games that are winnable, but 50-50 borderline. I'm going to lean under. I see them going like 10-7. and seven. All right. But we yeah. agree on the making the playoffs, right? Probably. Yeah. I think they might, I think, they might lose I immediately. They make but they should get in. Yeah, I think they make playoffs. I do. All right. Last team. They made it all the way to the Super Bowl and fell short. Super Bowl compute. Uh, sorry, the uh, supercomputer slamming the under on the Super Bowl runner-up. Hey man, there's a hey, Super Bowl runner-ups don't have great seasons next year. I mean, and they always don't have great seasons next year. Philadelphia Eagles have a win total of over under 11 and a half wins, minus 115 to the under, minus 135 to win the division, minus 500 to make the playoffs. They were the best team in the NFC last year. Jalen Hurts was almost an MVP. They were almost Super Bowl champions. However, almost. <laughs> yeah. So you bring you come in, and what do they do? Well, they just bring in the entire Georgia Bulldogs defense into the team. Probably smart in the draft. Yeah, I mean, not bad. So you have a really young defensive team where you have a whole bunch. Like, I think it's like four Georgia Bulldogs over the last two years, like three or four or something like that. It's really ridiculous. But then they come, they completely change up the backfield. So no Miles Sanders anymore. They do bring in DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny, I believe it is, too. Yes. I'm not sure if he's going to be healthy past week three, but Penny's on the roster. Yeah, so Rashad Penny for uh, the foreseeable future could be, but DeAndre Swift is back there as well. You know, Jalen Hurts and how he's get down. You still got A.J. Brown. You still got uh, a Smitty out there as well. You still got Dallas Goddard. And so, and you have one of the best offensive lines in football. Yeah. So, on paper, this team looks really, really good. They did a but lot we- of changeover, though, uh, which I got to mention some of the offseason losses. They swapped backup quarterbacks which might matter because Hurts did get injured last year. Yep. Mariota's been useless, so he might be in danger. I don't want to say of getting cut, but Mariota's been a disaster. They lost Minshew, who ended up losing his game as a starter anyways. I'm not sure if that matters. Uh, Swift ended up replacing Miles Sanders, who 
made a Pro Bowl last year. Shout out to him. Uh, but they lost Robert Quinn. They lost Hargrave. They lost Ndamukong and Sue. I feel like people forgot Sue was on the team. Uh, they lost Linville Joseph, and they also lost uh, Gardner Johnson. So they and TJ Edwards. So they lost a couple of underrated pieces on that defensive line and in uh, the rest of that defense. The main core of guys is still there. I know Fletcher Cox is getting up there in years, and that's why Jalen Carter was selected to help fix some of the potential holes in the D-line. Are you concerned at all by the amount of changeover they have because they also lost their D-coordinator? I mean, that's that's also my point. Now, if you ask Sean stacking money green, he's going to tell you the defensive coordinator loss was addition by subtraction. I, I don't like the D-coordinator either, but I'm just asking. Yeah, I, I it's still it's a new coordinator with a you know a young team like that's what I we look at the talent that these guys have because they're ultra talented. Like when they came out of Georgia's defense, they're ultra talented. They're still young, man. They're still going to make rookie mistakes, second year mistakes, like little things. Like they have all the talent in the world, but it doesn't mean it's all going to come in and mesh. And just because they played together in college, like. I'm sorry, but you stack up a college defense against most NFL teams and it's not going to go pretty well. So I, I I think here is I just question, does that defense come back and be as dominant as they were last year? I don't think so. Well, I don't, let's I really start don't off with the – okay, so that's your stance on the defense. Let's talk about the offense for a second. Do you think Jalen Hurts is actually a top-five quarterback in the league or do you think it was a fluke with the new offense they're running in the QB sneak rugby play? Packing no, his think, touchdown numbers. You think it's a fluke? You think he's actually a top five guy? I think he's actually a top five guy. I think then he's, he's clearly the best quarterback in this division by a wide margin. That's why I'm asking. No, no, I don't think he's clearly the best quarterback in the division by a wide margin. I think he's the best quarterback in the division. But so who do you think's close to him? Because I know people were low on Dak. I think Dak's a fringe top ten guy. I don't. I don't think guy. Daniel Jones is bad. I've never thought Daniel. I didn't Jones say he was bad. bad, but I'm just saying I think that Daniel Jones is I, mediocre. But I, I don't Hertz think it's top five. I, I don't think Daniel Jones is top 10. I think, no, I think Daniel Jones with Dable is a lot closer to Jalen Hurst than people expect. Yes. I, I do completely disagree with you. I, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's I, that. It was a rhetorical question for me because I do think last season was legit for Hurts. But that's my point is that I am kind of tempted to consider the over since I do think their quarterback is significantly better than others in this division. Dak, in my opinion, is the second best quarterback but I still think he's around 12. I'm not sure he's a top 10 guy either. I think Hurts is top five. I think he's a firm top five quarterback in the league. I, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's good. Like, I think he's really good. I think he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. I'm just saying if we eliminate the fluke angle that people might view last season with, then no, I, think I don't think it was a fluke. I think he was good, but I just think that the team, the team overall, just had a very good year. Like you can have a really, really yeah. good year and come back down to earth. Eleven and a half wins says that you are basically a perfect team. Oh, they had one of the easiest schedules I've ever seen. I think they were, I think they were underdogs in maybe one game the entire year, but they were what, like ten and zero or eleven and zero before the Washington you, game. Yeah, you have freaking. Like, you're not going to start off with that good of a season. Like, you're not going to start that well again. You're not going to have the injury luck of being one of the healthiest teams in the division again. I mean, in the league again. Like, yeah. you're not going to get that again. Hurts got injured, but it was only for, like, two, three games. So, they were healthy like, for the most part. And then you won you won those – like, the games you lost were games you probably were going to lose anyway, and it didn't matter because you already had a stranglehold on the entire league at that yeah. point. So, it's like – you there's no room for error with an 11 and a half win total. Like there's no room for error. You have to be good in every single game. Every there's single not, game you have to be good at. I think it's actually a very good win total the middle. 
I really like the over 11.5 to start the year and then taking an under midseason because I want to read off their opening couple of games here. They're the opposite of the Cowboys and the Giants because those schedules are tough to start the year. Let me read off the Eagles schedule. You tell, you tell me when you think they're going to lose. At New England, at home against Minnesota, at Tampa, home against Commanders, at Rams. Didn't they lose any of those five games? I know the you might tell England. me New England's tricky. The at New England's England, yeah, the at New England is tricky. The at New England is New very tricky. But opinion, if they, so. if they, I mean, I don't think they're that good either. But they always find a way to win games. They have a night been, game against Kirk Cousins. They're going to win that one. They haven't Tampa been sucks. picking in the Washington's top ten. Washington's finishing last place. The Rams aren't good either. So do you have them at five and zero? Oh? All I'm saying is the Patriots haven't been picking in top five. Like they haven't been one of the worst teams in the league. I think that if they get past the Patriots, then there's a good chance that they get five and zero. Oh. But if I had to pick one in that, I think week one, not knowing what to expect, it's a brand new season. Patriots could sneak them at home. Okay, but, but they, I'm it's a very easy. Sim, it's a very easy. They lose maybe one game in okay. that stretch. So it's either zero or one loss in the first five. I'm gonna keep going. They play at the Jets. Do you think they win or lose that one? Uh, yeah, I'm indifferent. Okay, and go 50-50. They played home against Miami. They can lose that one. I think they can, but I think in Philly, I think two is going to struggle there. So I'd probably. I, I mean, it, it's a it's a Sunday night game. And it's a home and it's a. a I dog. think Philly's like, favorite dogs that's on probably Sunday about night. like four and a half, five. Yeah, it's four yeah. and a half. But I mean, I take dogs on Sunday night. Like that was. I, really I'm just good assuming for us like, from spread, Eagles should be favored by north of a field goal in that game. They play the Commanders on the road. They play at Dallas. Then they get the difficult stretch. They have the Chiefs, the Bills, the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, and the Giants. Back, sorry, it was the Cowboys first. Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks, Giants. So you can argue that they should beat the Giants, but still. That is in order. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven straight games against playoff teams. So that's why I said if you want to take a middle I really like the over preseason and then taking an under if you think they're going to start off 5-0. and If they start off 5-0, and you can probably get an adjusted number like 13.5, 12.5 and get a middle in there. I would just not take the over yet. Like I just would, I just went and placed the first bet, and I'd wait until week 5, week 6, and they're like 4-1 and one or potentially 5-0. and oh, And I think they are going the 5-0, there. so that's why I said I'd rather take the over now and take a delayed under in me. See, I don't think they're I don't think they're I don't think they're that good. Like I, I think they're gonna be good. I don't think they're that good. I think, they're, I think they're better like, than the first you, five teams they play. But what I'm saying no, but what I'm saying is you say it's an easy schedule, but you penciled them in for all wins, and I'm like, uh, yeah. I don't know that the Patriots that could be one. The Vi- now I'm not a big on the Vikings at all. It's a night game a with Kirk Cousins game. on the road. I'm not so, taking Cousins to win that game. I'm, but I'm just saying, like, you're, I'm sitting here early on in the season. You're implementing new everything. You're like, you're new across the board. You have new coordinators. You have new personnel. Well, the Eagles like, kept the offensive the coordinator. They just got rid of the defensive coordinator. No, the, no, Shane Steichen went to, uh, what's his name? He went so to who's the defensive the coordinator then. The defensive coordinator. Oh, sorry, you're is right. Guy, you're right. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the right. defensive coordinator. Yeah, is the I thought, guy I thought Arizona. Brian Johnson was. Yeah, you're right. He he got promoted during the offseason. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So so it's just I'm looking now. Of course, I'm not sitting here and saying that the Buccaneers are going to be doing anything, but you still have a Commanders team that it's the NFC East. You never know what to expect. So from what I know about this division, that you have nothing. You don't know what to expect. And then in adding that to the incredible gauntlet that they have to play, like honestly, truly, you you can go from the Jets and what's that week 
one, two, three, four, five, six. I think that's week six on. Week six on is a gauntlet. Like, it's an absolute gauntlet. And so you're telling me that you're getting more than half of the year where you're playing an absolute gauntlet? I'm not I'm not taking you to go over 11 and a half wins. That's just absurd to me. Like, it's completely absurd. Uh, no, they're not. They're good. They're not that good. Supercomputer is way down on them, probably because they have this freaking hard-ass schedule. Last year was really one of the easiest schedules I've ever seen for a team. And, and they, it's they dominated. They were favoring, like, every game. And by the time, by the time they got to the end of the season, the playoffs, they had click, they had the the momentum, they had the confidence, the energy, everything. It was a great year. Congratulations to them. Prove me wrong and do it twice in a row. I don't think they're going to be that good. This is a really freaking hard schedule. I'm just not. I'm just going to straight up say it. This so what is number a do you have? Hard schedule. I I have them close. I don't have them all the way down to eight like Supercomputer does, but so I definitely have, have them under. Team. I think that they could potentially be on depending on how the chips fall. Because I think that if it's one and two Giants Cowboys for the division, they're going to be sitting there battling, hoping somebody lost, somebody won, and it, they're going to look at it as a as a very upsetting season. Like, so I'm going to ask think. you this though: Does that give me mean four to one? You've... Four to one, miss the playoffs. Give that's what I was going to ask you. Since you since you think they might be a third place team, do you think there's value at four, four to one, one miss the playoffs? Yeah, a hundred percent. If you're a third place team and you're four to one miss the playoffs, I'm a hundred percent taking it because anything could happen, and we haven't even talked about what if you have an injury. What yeah, if, somebody, if Hurts gets if, injured, they're screwed. But that's if anybody has no, a start. It's not even her, just yeah. Hurts, though. I'm looking yeah. like the whole defense. Like you sit here and you tell me that you take away Darius Slay. Well, that's going to be a big loss or something like that. I'm not now. We're not predicting injury, but I'm just saying this team was the healthiest team in football last year. That doesn't happen back to back years. If Hassan Reddick gets hurt, they're in trouble. Like, like there's a lot of key pieces for defense, or even AJ Brown. If he gets injured, they might have problems. I know? think it's the the easy answer is to say that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be good again. But again, if the same teams, the exact same teams, were really, really freaking good and went over their win totals every single year, nope, like wouldn't be making money. Every Historically team speaking, if you fade teams off of the Super Bowl perform after a Super Bowl appearance, you tend to make a lot of money. If you take the under, because usually the numbers are inflated, and you wonder if it's a one off or if this is actually a dynasty. I think for this number of 11.5, I think I am going to lean to the under. But my favorite play is to find a middle midseason or maybe taking a live under because I do think the Eagles will start off 5 0. That's my opinion. I think they'll start off 5 0. You can probably get the live number at like 13.5. I think if yes. they start off 5 0, you'll find yourself getting a much better number. And I would rather jump into live because I mentioned earlier, but I'll say it again they have seven straight games against playoff teams towards the back half of the season. I'd rather have an under that's a higher number than 11.5 if I can get it. 12.5, 13.5 live, I think that's the best way to play the win total, in my opinion. Yeah, that's brutal. All right. That is what we are on there. I mean, best bets? You want to go first? You can take uh, the Giants if you want to. I'll allow it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. There you go. You're welcome. It's only All because we're Irish. Thank you. I need to. Uh, There's a little bit of luck involved, you know. Actually, you do it because I gotta find that. I gotta find that thing. Oh, I was trying to procrastinate because I didn't have anything. So okay. Oh, all right. No, so I mean, it's it's easy for me. I'm hammering Giants over seven and a half. I think I, I think that that's just mispriced. The Giants are a better football team than that. I don't think that they're going to be last. I don't even think they're going to be third. Like I think they're a better football team. That that's not even me being a homer. So I'm coming in on the Giants. Let's say. Uh, over eight and a half. I'm taking the Eagles under 11 and a half just because I get, like I was saying, they, yes, it's all peaches, sunshine, daisies, roses, and all of that. In the beginning of the season. Yeah. 
yeah, rainbows. But when this season, when the season matters, when it when you're trying to make a run for the playoffs, they have to literally hitter after hitter after hitter. Like these are some tough teams to be playing week after week after week after week after week. You're not getting any off days. You feel like you're going 100 percent, 110, 150 million percent every single game. So give me that. I will take that. I like my Dallas Cowboys and Giants top two, no order box at 11 to one. I'm calling for that. I do like a little small sprinkle on the Eagles to miss the playoffs at four to one. Only thing that concerns me is there's not really too many good teams in the NFC. So they could make it with the, you know, I could be right on the record and they could still make the playoffs and I would lose that four to one. So small sprinkle there, but that's about it for the division for me. What do you got? I'm kind of on the fence what my favorite play actually is because I am tempted by either the commanders under because I do think they're the last place team and I think that Rivera is going to get fired or Dallas under. And I know the computer likes Dallas and I understand once again, they won a playoff game last year and they were solid. They were also favored in a bunch of games. Like they had a pretty favorable schedule too. I'm really just not sure what to expect with McCarthy and Schottenheimer calling plays. Schottenheimer, I don't think has ever been viewed as being a good offensive coordinator. And yet he's been around for a while. He was Seattle's offensive coordinator when they had like Russ, but Russ did a lot of improvisation there. So I really don't know how much he did for that offense. Ten and a half. I think if I had to pick my favorite play on this one, I think I'd probably lean Washington under. Dallas under was tempting, but I can see a world where maybe they piece it together because they were very solid last year for the most part. I'm going to go on the under on the commanders. I really think Rivera is going to be fired midseason. I wonder about the potential urge to tank if this team's bad early on and Caleb Williams could fall into their laps. We'll see what happens. But I'm not sure if Sam Howell's any good. I'm not sure Chase Young's healthy. I still don't know what happened last year with him. But there's too many questions for me. I think Rivera is a mediocre at best coach. And I recognize the skill position talent. Do I like their offensive line? Not really. Do I like their quarterback? Not really. Do I like their defense? It's okay, I guess. We'll see how it does. It wasn't very good last year based on expectations. I'm going to lean under. I think the Commanders are a last-place team. I think we agree on that, the two of us, regardless of the actual organization of the top three teams. I think the Commanders go like 1-5 in in division. So I'm going to go under, and I think that Biennemi might take over as head coach midseason. So I'm going to go with the under 6.5. All right. Anything else you got? Uh, I guess I'll lean Cowboys under, too, for doing multiple plays here. Because I do think, once again, with the changeover from the offensive coordinator spots, I'm not a Zeke guy, but their big body short down running back is Ronald Jones. Good luck oh, with that. Like, they, like, I don't, they don't have a pa- – like, Elliot I wasn't a fan of because they were overpaying him. He was still pretty good in goal line situations. Like, Ronald Jones barely played on Tampa – and Fournette was useless last year. Like, they didn't have any running backs, and Jones was bouncing around the league, and he wasn't able to actually find, like, snaps. Whether it was with Tampa, whether it was when he bounced around. Do you think Ronald Jones is a good running back? Mm, I'm not. I was never high on him. That's what I'm saying. So he's supposed to be their short yardage back. I'm not sold. Dak's a bit turnover prone. The offensive line is getting older. It was a big deal. They ended up reaching a contract agreement with Zach Martin, who was threatening to hold out, but... You lose Schultz, who's your security blanket. Your defense is good, but could be better. I'm going to lean under on Dallas, too. I see them winning 10 games. All right. 
Uh, the results have come in. I am 10% Northwestern European. That is British and Irish. Okay, so you and Malcolm might become very, very good friends, even better than now. We might be, we might be cousins, apparently. Is that why you started betting on the Premier League soccer? Yeah, <laughs> I have been betting. <laughs> no, it's not, but it was very good because I have been betting Premier League soccer very recently. By the way, just to be clear, Ronald Jones was on Kansas City last year, but the point is he didn't do anything there either. Yeah, no, he, he was relevant yeah, in a long time. It was like he bounced around. It was like at some he point. He was a running back with Brady and with Mahomes, and he still couldn't do much. Like, that's a problem. That's usually a, a good sign for running backs. All right. We have nothing else for you. That's it for the NFC East. Who's your NFC East division winner before we go? I think I would still pick the Eagles, but I'm still low on most of the top teams. So I'm going to pick the Eagles by default, but I see them winning like 11 or 10 games. I just think they're going to get it done by via like tiebreaker kind of. I see them and the Cowboys finishing with 10 wins and the Eagles get it done. All right. Giants division winner. It's pretty easy. Are you taking the 850? Or you're going to wait until the first couple of tough games. No, I'm taking the 850 now, and I'll grind. I think it's a better move to wait. Later. We mentioned the Eagles' tough, uh, easy schedule to start. The Giants. Yeah, tough but see, I, I plan on greening up, and so it's, I'm I'm going to take the price now because while you say that it is a tough schedule, there is a chance that the Giants absolutely rock the part with the schedule, leading them to an amazing year. So I don't want to miss the chance of the 850. I'll take the 850, and then if we do stumble out the gate. Then I'll come back in and I'll dabble again. Just saying, if you wait three weeks or four weeks and the Giants are one and three and the Eagles are four and oh, what if the Giants are three and one? What if the Giants are three and one? What if the Giants are three and one? They might be. I'm just asking. What what do you think the price would be if my scenario happens? Oh no, it's gonna be a great price. It's gonna be an amazing price. And I'm gonna put I'm gonna bet that too. But there's a chance that they're three and one. 4-0, 4-0, and I lose out on a great price that I probably don't get again, which is plus 850. So, of course, of course, I'm going to take the 850 now, and then I will take it again if the Giants stumble out the gates. But that's still a big if. Other than that, he's at Rush Out Radio. I'm at really real underscore underscore. If you're not already, we got a couple of people in the live. Make sure you like the video on the way out. If you're listening on podcast version, hop on YouTube and like the video for a second. Or just, and, not even or, and, and go inside your podcast app, leave us a five-star review for the NFL Gambling Podcast. Say something nice or don't say anything nice at all. You can say something bad and still leave a five-star review. I'm okay with that as well. So you can do all of that. But as far as what I'm going to do, I have nothing else to do. I have nothing else to do, nothing else to say. No other way of ending podcast. We're just going to end it like this. We are out of here. <laughs>